Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, homie, mics are hot. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I'm Clyde Smith. And I'm Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're talking about the trailers Run, Hide, Fight, and in the Heights, The Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Zack Snyder's Justice League Parts 1 through 3. So, Javi, I sent you these trailers earlier today. What'd you think, man? Let's start with uh, Run, Hide, Fight. Definitely a relevant movie for the last few years, yeah. sadly. Mm-hmm. Very sad. From the trailer, it looks like it's a hopefully well thought through movie. And I really hope it's a very serious movie and lets us know how bad these things are that's going on. Yeah, man. I think, you know, I'm looking at this trailer. You don't really know what's going on at first or what kind of drama is happening yeah. And then we kind of get into this, and we're going to release the trailer on our uh, socials, um, but it turns into an active shooter drill in this young girl who is trying to basically save the day. I do like these female empowerment and putting them in power, try to save the day type movies, so that's going to be fun. But at the same exact time, you're, you're right. I, I hope they do this justice because these incidents have been happening far too long. Oh yeah, in our in our school. So hopefully it sheds a light to it. But man, it yeah. it uh, might be a serious one. We'll see how that one goes over. And then from my man Lynn Manuel Miranda, uh, the mind behind Hamilton, comes in the heights. What'd you think, man? I sent I sent a trailer for a, a musical. Didn't know what you were gonna <laughs> think, but give me your thoughts, man. I mean, it's a musical. Mm-hmm. That's you know. Like any other genre movie, just not necessarily for everybody. <laughs> I don't personally watch musicals that often. Yeah. I think the story behind this one's really good. You know, a guy coming from nothing and working as hard as he can to fulfill his dream. That's what we're all doing, right? Yeah, man. I like it. Um, New York as the background, but yeah. not not like beautiful New York, right? In right. a sense, in a sense like 
uptown Manhattan, stuff like that. Like we're in Washington Heights, man. This is <laughs> this is the hood, man. This is one of the, the great boroughs where there's a melting pot of people. Um, they're all trying to survive, and the fact that you know it, it's a upcoming how to make it kind of story, but it's cool. There's a lot of music, a lot of singing, a lot of hip hop. Yeah, it's by my man John M. Cho. Directed by him. I'm really excited for this one, man. Uh, if I could be in the theater, I definitely would. Otherwise, another HBO Max banger. So Be, be dancing in the aisles, right? I mean, you know be, I like to get j- down. Jig- so. Jigging in the aisles. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see those. So, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. All right. You know, he's- Two words to start off. Go ahead. Let's go. <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Seriously, man. Like, I liked what they did with WandaVision with giving a lot of exposition into these characters. Yeah. We didn't get much from uh, Bucky and Falcon in the movies, but the fact that we're doing it now, I, I love it, man. Like, this is what it, this is what these long-form movies are about. And they're going to do these characters justice. And they're, when yeah. they team up, you already know it's going to be badass. You already oh, yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's already been a good uh, good time just watching the trailers up until that first yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you know how they are adjusting after missing five years of their life. Yeah. Um, this first episode kind of started bringing you into that. The things that were going on before they left and the pieces they're having to pick up now that they're they're back after five years. Yeah, man, it's it's going to be a, a wild ride. Yeah, just super excited about this one. It's going to be more cerebral than anything um, and introspective with these characters and how they kind of deal with personal life and also yeah. having to save the day. And, I mean, can we just talk for a second with, like, Dollar General Captain America? Like, can <laughs> we... <laughs> the, the, the Wish version of Captain America? Yeah, the There's, Wish version, yeah. You know, I've just been... Seeing nothing but memes and then like articles, <laughs> articles of yeah. like just people trying to figure out why. Like, yeah, yeah. I I, I want to like, see where it goes. I don't I don't want to think about it too much. But I just want to see where it goes because it's got to have a reason, right? It's gotta be <laughs> well, a, you you talk about memes, right? And and my yeah. favorite meme that I saw was that. That new Captain America on the left, and it said Josh Whedon's 2017 Justice League, and then it has like <laughs> a badass like Captain America Civil War. Yeah, Chris Evans on the right, and it said Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I was just like, <laughs> "Yep, yeah, that works." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how he fits into the character. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> but hopefully, another great show comes out of this one. I agree. All right, Javi, let's go ahead and discuss this week's movie, Zack Snyder's Justice League. This movie came out this year, 2021, on HBO Max. And this is directed by the person whose name it's titled for, Zack Snyder. Got a couple of uh, writers in the room here. We got Chris Terrio, Zack Snyder himself, and Will Beal. Interesting thing on the budget. So the original Justice League had a $300 million budget. Huge. And Zack Snyder's cut, I guess because he didn't have to do the whole work, had a $70 million budget. I would probably add those two together, and that's probably the actual how much it cost to make make this movie. From the original shooting up until his cut, 
Yeah, I would say three hundred seventy million. The whole deal, and you can tell it costs three hundred seventy million. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, and it, it just came out and it's streaming, so I don't really have any kind of box office numbers on that yet. But I do know the original one had like over six hundred million dollars at the box office. Yeah, it didn't do too hot, man. It was panned by critics as trash. Uh, hor- <laughs> Horrible on Rotten Tomatoes, and IMDb yeah. score is very low as well. Yeah, definitely probably just getting worse just by this other cup being out. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, quick breakdown of the stars, just the, the main ones through the movie. We got Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman Clark Kent, Amy Adams back as Lois Lane, Gal Gadot as Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, Ray Fisher is Victor Stone, Cyborg. Jason Momoa is Arthur Curry slash Aquaman. And Ezra Miller as Barry Allen slash The Flash. The Flash. All right. Javi, go ahead and do us uh, what you do best, man. Go ahead, give us that quick synopsis rundown of what this movie is and what this movie is about. So, Justice League. This movie is basically a follow-up slash a prequel for a lot of the members of the Justice League. Big superhero team up to save the world from a planetary threat, as usual. We get a lot of backstory and introduction to the individuals in the Justice League in this movie. The forefront of the baddies for this one are Steppenwolf and Parademons. And they're going after a machine of mass destruction, once again, as usual, right? McGuffins. And... (laughs) Through all that actually leads to an even bigger threat, uh, who is Darkseid, basically Steppenwolf's boss. Their their lord, their god, that's who they worship. And he's coming to Earth to take over another world and destroy it. But yeah, man, uh, this movie, let's talk about it. The opening itself, it kind of just drops us right at the end of uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Yeah. My note was the yell heard around the world. Right. Same. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Superman's dying yell, I guess, for lack of a better word, starts triggering the mother boxes around the world. Uh, the three mother boxes, Box of Man, the Atlanteans box, and the Amazon's mother box that yeah. they are all guarding. And this is cool, man. There is some really dope visuals depicting the yell. It's like this... Mm-hmm humongous earth surrounding like wave and i like how as it passed through everybody this was really cool man as it passed through everybody like everybody kind of turned around and was like what the hell was that like Mm -hmm. everybody on planet earth like heard it like that was yeah huge yeah so we also get a quick shot of lex luther just kind of chilling in a bat of goo and he uh (laughs) He he gets a visual from the ship that shows Steppenwolf and the three boxes. And yeah, if you remember, he kind of this kind of makes him go crazy, and he starts telling everybody that there's somebody coming after us. Somebody, there's an invasion coming. While this, while all this is is happening, it's really slow at first, right? There's a lot of exposition. Oh yeah, we get Batman travel, uh, Bruce Wayne traveling somewhere. We get Lois Lane, who's also in the movie, played by the great Amy Adams. Uh, she's she's going to the statue of Superman every every day. Um, there's just a lot of going on, a lot of exposition. I will I will say this, your Javi. Zach, it seems like Zack Snyder picked up everything that Warner Brothers and Josh Whedon cut 
on the put on the floor on the mm-hmm. editing floor, and he picked it right back up and was like, "Yep, we're gonna put it right back in this movie." <laughs> and it was good. I mean, it really was though. Yeah, it was excellent the way he put it together. You see a lot of like slow stills, tracking shots. Turned into a four hour movie though, but that's fine. <laughs> really enjoyable though. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah, so like you said, you know, we see uh, Ben Affleck just kind of traveling, right? He's going to uh, some little little uh, mountain town, snow, ice, and then it comes up to part one of the movie. Yeah. Which is, don't count on it, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we saw that little snippet of uh, Jason Momoa as, as Aquaman and Batman vs. Superman, um, you know, a quick, like, 20 second scene probably not even that much time mm. but even there you're like okay this is not your your dad's or your granddad's aquaman this aquaman's <laughs> gonna be badass that's, that's um, my wife's aquaman what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> she is a fan she definitely <laughs> is, is, is a fan and will let everybody know oh yeah <laughs> And he's he's a badass man. Yeah, he definitely brings a lot of uh, flavor to this character. <laughs> you know, he's a badass. He's basically just playing himself, but he's got, <laughs> you know, he can breathe underwater and talk to fish, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Hard, hard drinking, tats everywhere. Yeah. Will just talk shit. He does not care, man. He just it, <laughs> it's fun to see this iteration, right? Because they could have went so many different ways. And they went just the most badass. They said, you know what? This is Arthur Curry Aquaman from the comics. No, we're good. We're not We're not doing that. Let, let's create our own. It could have easily been kind of like uh, Ocean Master from the Aquaman movie, right? Yeah, that, yeah. That's who I would think is Aquaman just from the comics and stuff like that. Yeah. That kind of kind of Cl- clean cut, clean kind of lame in quotation marks. Even though Ocean Master was crazy. But, yeah. You know, but yeah. They decided to have the humongous tatted bearded guy do his thing. <laughs> Did a good job there. I liked what was put in as well, right? So me and the wife was actually watching it last night. And as him and Batman go their separate ways and, you know, he goes into the ocean. Do you also see that those girls are singing for like two and a half minutes? Yeah. Kind of weird. It was very weird. But it was, like you said, it was well put together still. Well put together. I, I agree with that one, man. Really set the mood of that like little town. <laughs> so let's move forward here a, a little bit with what else happened in this movie, man. Let's talk about Steppenwolf. Oh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously completely different from the other movie. Yeah. This guy's a badass. Yeah. He, he's got a different attitude towards him. A little bit more uh, violent. <laughs> A, a little? <laughs> and that, that armor, though, that armor was pretty sick. Once again, he spent a lot. He spent that 70 mil that he had for post-production <laughs> and some couple other shots. Steppenwolf's armor. Steppenwolf's armor was set. Let's say it would cost 70 million. Like, <laughs> just the visuals alone. He looks mm-hmm. so badass. Don't, don't forget that the parademons, um, they looked scary as hell in this movie, though. Yeah, a lot better looking. We got the battle for the mother boxes, and that basically commences that in that Amazonian temple. And man, that was a fun Dude, scene. Probably my second favorite scene. No, I take it back. Probably the third favorite fight scene in the movie. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, you just have these strong women going at this dude. I mean, in the first one, it really was like he just slapped them off, and they were just you know 
flies on the windshield of his car as he was plowing through them. They were helpless. But, yeah, but this one, they did some work on them. I mean, they they, they put some hands on them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they, oh, yeah, they put hands on them. We, we got to give credit what credit is due, right? They they tried to do their thing, and I liked how synchronized they, they are in yeah. fighting and running away and everything. Like, they're just massively trained, and that was just really fun to watch in this film, man. Like, yeah. you guys are going to hear, hear from us. Like, this movie, me and Javi both agree, this is such a huge step up from yeah. the 2017 Justice League, as they call it, right? <laughs> huge step up. So. Yeah, so big fight scene, uh, a lot of great choreographed fighting, choreographed attacks, like you said, choreographed escapes. Like I said, probably my third favorite fight scene. After all that being said, Steppenwolf leaves with the box that they have. <laughs> <laughs> He gets the box at the end of the day, takes off, and they end up having to contact Diana to let her know what's going on out there. The only way that they know how, you know, that, that flaming arrow gets summoned again, and that's dope, man. Like I said, just like fantastic visuals throughout this movie, and this is another one where I feel like Zack Snyder just loves these characters, man. You can just tell. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. man made a four-hour movie. <laughs> and he put a lot more content that concentrated on any, them individually. So much exposition and so much character yeah. development, man. It was, it was definitely fun. So, there, you know, now with that, with all that information and exposition that he's providing us, you know, there is such a slow buildup to all the action scenes. So, yeah, yeah we got the one with the Amazonians fighting Steppenwolf. Well, he gets the mother box, but... They're few and far between. Right. But they're grand. Oh, yeah. When, that, oh, when yeah. they happen, they're they're very, very grand. And like long-lensed and keep going. So, yeah, they send that flaming arrow across the ocean to the uh, shrine of the Amazons to light the warning fire for Diana. So she knows there's an invasion coming. And that brings us into part two, uh, the Age of Heroes. You can tell what he was trying to do now it it just it just all makes sense 2017 was so choppy and reshot and had all this weird stuff happening you know serviceable movie but this is just far superior man yeah i mean there's a lot of questions that you had at the end of the movie 2017 version that he answered in this one we move on to the uh like i said part two of the movie and we start seeing a little character build up for steppenwolf He's obviously got his hand on the first mother box and he's sending out these parademons are sniffing out the other boxes. And we kind of get the feel that he's trying real hard to be awesome and to get this mission accomplished (laughs) (laughs) and talk a little bit more about that later. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he definitely has a, as a singular focus, Mm -hmm. what movies fail to do is give the villain a good, character story arc yeah steppenwolf for as much cgi of a character alien type of character he is uh there is a lot of character development and you're like oh that makes sense now yeah why why is this guy here why is he just why did he just show up you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah we get those questions answered Uh, victor stone and we talk about him and his Father Silas Stone, you know, the great scientist from Star Labs, their relationship is not good at all. And you try to figure out exactly why, you know, but it's a real it's real quick and you don't really know until later on exactly why he hates his father is what it seems. 
Right. Also, like Diana going into that cavern, mm-hmm. learning about Darkseid. Right. And we also skipped over my second favorite action scene of this movie. Oh, talking about Diana now, which is when they she's fighting all those uh, people in the the bank. Yeah. Or in yeah. the uh, not a bank. I don't remember what it was exactly. But, dude, that scene was extended, and she did some damage. Yo, so, you already know, like, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is just fun. She's a badass. And just great to shoot. Like, she's just great yeah. in frame on in every oh, yeah. scene, right? Mm-hmm. And then the fact that there was a longer version of that fight scene is just fantastic. Like, yeah. she killed it. She literally did. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a few, that, few of those that happened. Yeah. <laughs> all right back on track <laughs> yeah man yeah no but i i do like and one of my favorite scenes uh here is you know how they how the team basically learned about dark side and, and his uh almost triumphed and it's through exposition but it's through the arrow basically leading her to this cavern yeah. and learning all about dark side steppenwolf and and basically what has happened you know that's and it's a very small scene of what she's of what she's seen shows, mm-hmm. but like, it's like oh, once again, it's like connecting the dots. He picks yeah. the scene up from the uh, floor and goes, "We're putting it back in the movie." Yeah, it's cool as we see exactly what she saw. She doesn't say anything, right? Yeah, she's just in there looking at the pictures, and you just kind of read it, you know, read the pictures as they're going, and kind of get the same thing she's getting out of it. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah. And I think what does she finally make her way back to? Um, Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. Bruce Wayne's working on this humongous plane ship type thing. He can't get it. Nobody at Wayne Aeronautics or whatever the hell the <laughs> yeah. company is, you know, whatever the hell one of his divisions are, cannot fix it as well. But she starts telling him about Darkseid and right. Javi. This scene, this scene is fire, man. Like this scene alone is the worth the price of admission, right? Mm-hmm. We've got the Amazons, the gods, the men, Atlanteans, and come on, dude. Green Lanterns? Yeah. <laughs> Green Lanterns. Dude, the old gods. Zeus. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that was badass. Just with the with the lightning and, and the trash. Not going to say everything. nothing and get hopes up, but there was a ring of one of those Green Lanterns that just flew into the sky. Just just took away. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> is going to scoop that up, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can only hope, as long as he doesn't look the same as he <laughs> So... <laughs> This is my favorite scene of the first act. Yeah, dude. I, I, I'm just I'm just thinking about it in my head right now and just thinking like how fantastic and fun these visuals were. Mind you, they put hands on Dark Side, man. Oh yeah. Well we get we get that uh backstory of the mother boxes. Uh this tells you what they are and why they are. Yeah. And just does such a good job of explaining explaining all these stories and really getting into detail and not caring that he's getting into detail about it. So then, you know, he gets he gets beat up and gets sent back to wherever the hell he came from, Dark Side that that is. So they take that as a triumph and they take those mother boxes and split them up. One to the uh men, one to the Atlanteans, one to the Amazon women. And split them up so they will not be together. That's basically what Steppenwolf is after, trying to get these mother boxes back together for his master. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the mother boxes, just so kind of know what we're talking about when we say mother boxes. Uh, 
So there's there's three boxes. Yeah. When they go together, they make some kind of they call the unity, which is something that destroys the world and changes it into whatever world the owner of the boxes wants it to be. So just nitpicking things here. Why isn't it just one box already that he just has? <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I think about whenever I watch these movies, like, you know, why do you have to put it together for it to work? Why can't it just be a thing? I, I will say this. They pulled that directly from the comics because mm-hmm. with the dark side comics comes the three mother boxes. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of biblical as well. The three points there. And you know, they always take actual real references and put them into the comics. And mm-hmm. then that turns gets put into the, the, the movies there. So I yeah. get it. But it's just another MacGuffin. There's just three yeah. MacGuffins. So, so instead of <laughs> instead of the the Sorcerer's Stone or yeah. you know something, it's just three boxes that they yeah. oh no, don't let the bad guys get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's an old tried and true formula that works for movies. They're based off of basically super advanced technology. Yeah. So that kind of comes into play a little bit later in the movie. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. While we're on this break, we wanted to take a moment and thank our listeners. Thank you all for subscribing and listening to Movie in a Pod. And we want to engage with you a lot more on all of our cinematic adventures. So Movie in a Pod now has a Facebook page. Let's discuss recent trailers, favorite movies, and what's coming down the pipeline for all of our viewing pleasure. Sicario, Men in Black, Casino Royale, Big, Leprechaun, Halloween, Zoolander, Crazy Stupid Love, and a guilty pleasure, Never Back Down. Don't forget, we are also on Twitter and Instagram, at Movie in a Pod. Let's chat about movies, guys. And we're back. Dude, so, um, Ezra Miller. Barry Allen. Barry Allen. What do you think about this kid playing uh, Barry Allen? I never really like seen him in anything else before this role. Yeah. Or I may have, but didn't even didn't recognize who he was. I mean, he's he's really goofy. He's really goofy, really eccentric. Yeah. Would that be the word? Yeah. You know, I think there's some spots where he's a little too much, but he also does it through the whole movie. Yeah, and you kind of wonder is is this just who he is as a character? I mean, I yeah, I grew up, you know, Batman, Superman comics and everything, and you know, definitely the the Flash, but the Flash has always been like a funny guy because he's super fast and he's outrun everybody. Yeah, he's not goofy, but he wasn't like this weird. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. He was he was funny and he was always that person but yeah goofy was a whole different thing i will say this though even though him his character his character personality is a little off for for me i'm guessing you as well yeah his little bit of character development and he has the the least amount of character development in this movie and you can see why yeah they were trying to lead into other movies for them him and actual arthur curry aquaman have like the least amount yeah but the little bit that he gets is fantastic though i'm arthur curry i mean He's just got a shirt off the whole time. I mean, what else? What else does he need? Sword line. He just takes his shirt off, and hangs out. 
Christina's gonna love that line, by the way. She's gonna <laughs> she's gonna rewind the pod thirty times just to hear that one right. scene. Let's hear that one one part from Ravi. <laughs> she be like, mm, "My man justifies. We good. Yeah. We good. <laughs> uh, Your wife definitely does not talk like that. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. Um. But no, but no, Barry Allen, I liked his little bit of character arc that was in it, especially that scene when he saves Irish West. You don't know who she really is at the time. Yeah, I didn't even reference her. But he saves her. And, but that scene though, man, is like, it's like, it's almost like sophomoric and childlike. It's like love at first sight. You know what I mean? It is in the long run. Yeah. Even that scene, even when he is at super speed mode, you know, they show, you know, everything else slowed down. Well, he's regular speed. Everything slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> he's still kind of, he's still kind of goofy the way he runs around. Like he's like the way he's tiptoeing and kind of just <laughs> real slow. <laughs> and like, I do, I do ask like whose idea was that? He does that weird like hand flailing thing when he runs. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's because of this, man. I'm just going to bring it in here. The CW's The Flash oh. is The Flash to me. You broke the rule. You broke the rule, Clyde. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had to do it, bro. Now let's break some rules. Grant Gustin is amazing, though. Honestly, should have been in this movie. That's just me, though. Yeah, he he really brings that, that essence of The Flash that you think he should be. He's funny. He can be goofy as well, but he's not like that all the time exactly and you know what they probably just wanted to go into a different direction than that cw flash do you remember ezra miller has actually been on the cw flash as the flash i did see that as an alternate universe flash yeah 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 that was hilarious yeah multiverse stuff (laughs) we we are in there with the multiverse (laughs) (laughs) he is who he is he's his own flash i guess that that kind of proves the point there (laughs) he's a whole different flash Go back to Steppenwolf real quick. There's okay. just a quick scene where he is just brutal, man. Which scene are you, where, where, what scene are we at right now? You know, you're, we're talking about when he takes the Atlantean and kind of just like chucks the shit out of him. <laughs> Up against that rock. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this movie has been like that. Like even the, the Diana, Princess Diana scene. When she's fighting those guys in that uh, hostage situation, yeah, there's blood splatter on the wall, like it's back disgusting. of people's heads are smashing open, concussions, everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so that was something I, I really noticed. It's a lot more, a lot more violent. Yeah, but moving forward, let's talk about like Cyborg Victor Stone. Man. What were, you, what'd you think, man? His whole character arc. Did you watch any of the uh, Doom Patrol or any of those shows? Not yet. It's in my queue, but not yet. He, you know, right now he's building up his, you know, his going through his character arc and kind of finding himself in this movie. Yeah. In those shows, he's already who he is. He's not like just getting his powers and stuff. And he looks like he's heading towards a good character, their mindset in the way they're portraying him here. Yeah. Compared to some of the other shows and things I've seen him on. But I liked him. I mean, Ray Fisher's doing a good job of uh, really portraying that robotic personality. Yeah. He gets the most story arc of anybody. And it's a beautiful thing, man. I Big ups to Ray Fisher as Vic Stone slash Cy- Cyborg. This kid is has it all. 
mm-hmm. gets it all taken away, and then he's a different person, right? He's brilliant. He's athletic. He's super attractive. You know, his family is doctors, and so you know they they, they have money. Mm-hmm. I mean, he takes Gotham City University and beats like the Wisconsin Badgers. Where? Did, how the hell did, did, does that happen? You know, only only Vic Stone <laughs> can make can make that happen. Um. <laughs> And, um, (laughs) you know, just Gotham City University beats a D1 powerhouse school. Like, you know. In the last seconds of the game, man. In the last seconds of the game. Runs it in. (laughs) Has it all taken away from him in a matter of minutes to that brutal accident that kills his mom. Basically kills him. But, you know, his dad saves his life with that mother box. Yeah, and he have. already had a, a rough relationship with his dad, so, you know, he really, really lost everything. Well, let me ask you this, like, him learning his powers and kind of going through that whole change and understanding, what were your thoughts about that, man? I think it was kind of well-placed in this movie, like, just just pretty much just like everything else. Wasn't too much of it, you know, it was just enough for you to know that he gets confident in himself to kind of push himself to do whatever he wants. You know, he's starting to learn he can basically use his cyborg body to do anything. It was well done. Very central character. You thought, yeah. going from the 2017 to now, he's a, you know, whatever character. In this one, though, yeah. he is a very integral part of the team mm-hmm. character arc. Um, Gotta give this man his own movie, bro. I think Ray Fisher would yeah. kill it. Yeah, I mean, basically, the end of this movie couldn't have happened without Cyborg. Exactly. He would have just said, sorry, guys. <laughs> That'd have been it. You know, Superman couldn't have done it by himself. No, the other ones mm-hmm. could have done it by themselves without him. So so then after that, we have a quick uh, Barry Allen and his father scene. Uh, his father's in jail for supposedly killing his own wife, Barry's mother. Mm-hmm. Kind of heartbreaking, but also some good character development there. Throughout the movie up to this point, we got to remember too. These parademons are sniffing out these mother boxes. Oh, they're all over the place, and they're sniffing out people as well that have been close to the mother boxes. They can smell the, the power off of them. Yeah. Uh, so there's little scenes out throughout this three parts of the movie uh, where they're abducting people and hunting down these mother boxes. So then we have Barry meeting Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I like that they kept this in the 2017 as as well. This is one of the better scenes of the movie, like comical, mm-hmm. even though Barry's weird. I think Ben Affleck actually shines here, man. They, they have a good dynamic together. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is just dark. Barry's real whimsical kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And I, I look back to at the comics that I've uh, watched with the Justice League team ups and everything that that was their relationship. Yeah. Like. Bruce Wayne played the straight man, not smiling or laughing because he's, he's Batman. And then you had the comic relief was always the flash and Batman yeah. just kind of rolled his eyes out of the whole time. You know what I mean? So the fact that they brought that in the movie, <laughs> this movie was, was great to watch. Oh yeah. Javi, Alfred Pennyworth. Oh, Alfred. Right. I like him in this, uh, in this version of him. He's just cool, man. <laughs> he really cool. is. Though. He's just cool. <laughs> He's smart. He doesn't take Bruce's shit. Oh, hell no. And he's cool. You know? 
I, I like Alfred because he has a lot of good uh, character development here, mm-hmm. and he's made like like the heartbeat of the team. Yeah, I think he has a good moment with each and everybody on the team throughout uh, these six parts. You know, he's really in charge of bringing them together as much as Bruce Wayne Batman is. So, yeah. Alfred, big ups, man! Fantastic job in this movie. Talk about that. Uh... <laughs> Mercedes prototype car too that they had at the end of the Bruce and Barry Allen scene. What are you talking about a prototype, man? I got that in the garage right right now. Oh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I prototype in twenty seventeen, I guess twenty twenty one now. Everybody has now, yeah. I just I love seeing cars like that, like just ridiculous. Like he's a billionaire, he could just have one built for himself and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you it's kind of like the Audi A seventy five that Tony Stark you know, drove like all these prototype awesome Audis. This is the same exact thing, man. This is this dope ass ride. I love seeing it though, man. (laughs) Yeah. Back to to Alfred. I love that scene with him and uh, Diana where you see her get up and she's like trying to make the tea on her own. (laughs) He's just like watching over his shoulder. Like you don't make the tea here, lady. This is my house. I make the tea. (laughs) He was about to put hands on her, bro. You know? (laughs) Yeah. About some damn, he was about to get his life taken away over some tea. All right, (laughs) (laughs) he knew he was like, I ain't gonna win this, but you also ain't making this damn tea, woman. Yeah, (laughs) then we have the great J.K. Simmons as as Jim Gordon. Really quick scene, but gosh, would I like to see him more as, as Jim Gordon, man? Just great. Any role he can play where he's just be he's able to have that deep voice and be in charge. That's him, man. He just does it so well, man. Yeah. Like, like him as John Jonah Jameson, like him in Whiplash, him in this movie. Like, he just Jake. The one thing weird thing about J.K. Simmons, man, is like he just knows how to control right. the space mm-hmm. within the camera, man. Within that 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 frame, he does it so well. Yep. I would have loved to see him more as as Jim Gordon, man. <laughs> I think he would have. I think he did that quite well. Did you see the pictures of? Uh, it, like back when this movie was in development, like sixteen and, and seventeen, how like ripped he got for the role? Mm-mm, I did not. Bro, J.K. Simmons got swole for this role to be Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, really. Because he was going to be Gordon in Justice League. This is Justice League One, and mm-hmm. he was going to be Gordon again in Justice League Two. And I guess he had more scenes Justice League Two. Mm. That's why, because everybody was like, why the hell he gets swole for like a half a minute? He thought he might take a shirt off or something. I don't know. <laughs> like him and him and Aquaman going at yeah, it. Yeah, just you know? hanging out with shirts off. I don't know what they do. Push-up contest or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not a push-up contest. <laughs> yeah, at this point, too, they start thinking that these kidnappings that are happening. Like we were talking about the parademons kidnapping people. They start to look at Batman. <laughs> That rough sketch, yeah. Yeah, the rough sketch. It's like, <laughs> they say it's a vampire. It's, you know, it's got wings. It's got red eyes. And it does. It's the parademons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is kind of what gets him to end up calling for Batman. Because he needs to know what's going on. And if it's his his fault or not that these uh, kidnappings are happening. Oh, yeah. So then we go. I think we're back in, in Atlantis. We meet Mira. Your boy Steppenwolf, man, comes through again. About to kill Mira. Arthur pops up out of nowhere, starts putting hands on him, but eventually just takes another mother box, right? Yeah, this was a gross scene, too. 
Oh, good God. I, he really just doesn't like the Atlanteans. Like, <laughs> like he put hands on the Amazons. <laughs> he mollywopped these motherfuckers. <laughs> he was straight going for death hits with every axe throw he took. And landed a few of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just disgusting. <laughs> He's just probably mad about being in the water. Like, rusting his yeah. armor. Rusting his amazing <laughs> silver... You know, platinum diamond armor that's just amazing on him, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he gets uh, this, a second mother box, so now there's only one left. He's definitely doing his thing, and this is where we find out a little bit more about Steppenwolf, right? After he leaves, that yeah. he's out of good graces with Darkseid and trying to get back in good with him, right? Yep, another shirtless Aquaman scene, too, so... <laughs> Man likes to have yeah, his shirt off, dude, man. You know, shirt off all the time. Like, just, 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 you know. Why does he even have boobs one on? Are you know? out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, we see Cyborg now. He's a kind of integral part to his storyline. He gets back to his apartment and he's noticed, you know, his dad's glasses are on the ground and the apartment's all messed up and notices the bat signal. So at this point, he's kind of, I feel like he's making that jump over from being, feeling kind of sorry for himself. And what am I going to do to, okay, now I need to save my dad. It's, it's yeah. time to step up, you know, meet him. He's the guy pissed off by these pair of demons taking his dad. There's, there's <laughs> absolutely no other choice, man. You gotta, you gotta go to work. So yeah, this is the same time that, uh, Barry and Bruce comes off the you know humongous, uh, you know seven fifty seven with two people on there, <laughs> uh, and they meet up with Diana, but then they you know say, oh yeah, we gotta go. Barry sees the bat signal and goes, yeah. oh yeah, that's for you. We gotta go. We gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go to work, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of my points. It's like every scene he's goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like he's funny. As long as that's him and he doesn't change that, he'll be okay, I guess. Yeah. But if he if he starts changing being goofy all the time, then it's not gonna work anymore. Yeah, like him being serious in his own movie is like, eh, okay. We don't we, we don't believe you, bro. You're not yeah. about anything. Yeah. And none of the other ones are are funny at all. They're all very uh sad people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very you know, you get you get serious. some good you get some some good outtakes and some yeah. good laughs from uh, Arthur's character, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, you know, you ain't getting nothing from Batman. Yeah. Uh, Di- Di- Diana is always about the business, putting hands on people, um, <clears throat> you know, and just that's just yeah. how the team m- makeup is. So they do need a comic relief. And yeah, he's a good one. So this is cool, man. So this is where we're we're gonna leave and kind of wrap up for part one here. The team is coming together mm-hmm. quite well. So yeah, we get to see Steppenwolf place that second box, which uh, starts creating that huge dome over the uh, stronghold he's trying to build. Yeah, and then we see something we didn't see in the other films was uh, Desad or this like metal wall that transforms into like a 3d version of that person, which was kind of cool. Yeah. And this dude was just talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him like, bro, yeah. you ain't, you ain't do the damn job yet. What's up, man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wasn't happy with him at all. You can see, right. Steppenwolf is, uh, it's got the two mother boxes. He's trying to get the third, third mm-hmm. one. You got 
Batman, you have Wonder Woman, you have the Flash teaming up. They're going to go meet Gordon on the roof. You got Vic Stone, Cyborg. He sees his dad's gone. They got to find him, sees the bat signal. He's going to, you know, do the damn thing as well. We got Aquaman who basically got to save the day as well because that second mother box was taken. So you can see the team is just coming together. So I'm ready for this. I'm ready for the second part, man. Uh, We're going to enjoy that. Barry just needed some friends, right? That's it. That's it. (laughs) He's like, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Whatever you need, bro. Need some friends. (laughs) All right. So that's. Part one through three of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Javi, you know, we're going to hold off on our buckets of popcorn ratings until the end of the movie. But mm-hmm. uh, just a few thoughts so far. So far, great action scenes in these first three parts. Mm-hmm. Thought they were spread out very well. Um, a lot of character build up to this point in the movie, which we didn't really get a whole lot of in the first version. Yeah. It was kind of quick, 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 quick. On to the next scene, on to the next scene, on to the next scene. But I really enjoyed it. I wasn't... The only thing I didn't really enjoy was the aspect ratio ratio on it. <laughs> okay, so let's talk uh, about the aspect ratio. <laughs> like, like I told you, you know, it wasn't bad. But you got a big TV, you want to watch the whole TV. <laughs> I don't know why he would do that. In 2021, when nothing, no TVs or nothing are at that ratio. <laughs> so bad. I really so was guys, upset by that. I was really upset by that. So guys, we, we did not watch this movie together. <laughs> I watched it Thursday when it dropped. Uh, Javi watched it a few days later. And he's like, all right, I'm about to jump in here and I'll I'll let you know. I'm like, cool, dude. Enjoy. He goes, Bro, I'm literally 37 seconds in. This r- r- ratio is trash. I'm like, <laughs> you're right. That's exactly what happened. I'm like, I'm like, come on, bro. You got to give us some time. But I get it because I've been actually seeing on the interwebs that is a thing. People wanted it to not be in that 4.3, but that's that's Zack Snyder's vision, man. Did you, let me ask you this, Javi. Did you get? Did you eventually get immersed in it? Oh, yeah. I mean, after a while, once you're into the movie, because the movie was good. Yeah. If the movie would have been trash, I would have, I mean, I would have had to finish watching it anyways. But, <laughs> you know, it had been different if, if it was trash. But it's such a good movie, you just get lost in it regardless. Yeah, agreed. Agreed, man. But, you know, it's 2021, so why? Just, that's my only question. <laughs> well, <laughs> what about you, man? What you got? Just a few thoughts, man. I... I thoroughly enjoy. There's just beautiful visuals, right? I'm a yes. visual. I'm, a, I'm big into the visuals of the movie, the cinematography mm-hmm. of the movie, and what Zack Snyder has done here is just fantastic, man. Everything looks amazing. You know, the colors are are muted. They're not bright and vi- vibrant. Yeah, they're more his style. This is his movie. He did a fantastic job. I also love the in depth character development. And that's like yes, we're just learning so much about these characters that was left on the cutting room floor twenty seventeen that you're just like, This makes sense now. It's about connecting the dots. I think this is just just me. 
I think studios, when they try to like cut movies down, they think we as audience members are just not smart enough to intake all of that information. Right. Like that's just, that's just my honest opinion. What I think, Mm -hmm. because when you do see some deleted scenes, you're like, bro, that would have made sense in the movie. And it doesn't take much, right? Doesn't take much at all. Takes seconds to be like, Oh, okay. Because let's be honest, let's be honest. Like if this was the movie that was put out in 2017, yes, it's a four hour movie, but I would, be there for a four-hour movie. I would be in there the whole time, no bathroom breaks, and uh, this movie would have did fantastic. Yeah, so super excited for the second half, man. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, talking through parts one through three of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League part four through six in the epilogue which is fantastic mm-hmm. uh, I am Clyde Smith and you can find me on Twitter as I am Clyde D. Smith I am Javier Villalobos and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. J 8200 thanks guys appreciate it even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.